You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Week 10 of the NFL season is upon us. Mike White will start for the Jets. And if you're a Jets fan, I guess you hope that he's just great, right? I, I would imagine that would be the hope. But if you're a Zach Wilson fan, I imagine you hope that Mike White is fine. I, I, guess, I guess you have to root for your team to win the game, though, right? I don't know. It's really a conundrum, and the Jets are in in a, a weird situation because you're going to have to go back to Zach Wilson sooner rather than later. But you can't go back to him if Mike White's playing well and if you're winning games. But if that happens, then you're not going to be able to go back to him, and it's just it's it's a, a, a weird situation with the Jets at the moment. Um, and then you have the Knicks. And there's so much excitement around the Knicks, right? This is you had you had Fournier, you had Campbell Walker. I mean, you are a a different looking team now. Yet defensively, you're not very good, right? I I, I think can, can we just say that defensively you're you're not very good, and this third quarter thing, I think is now a real issue, and I'm bothered by it. They were outscored. Now, Knicks up 16 at the end of one, 16, nine at the end of the first half. So you you felt it slipping a little bit, and I get it. An NBA game is ebbs and flows, and you have moments where you're going to play well. But but a 16-point lead on the road against Charlotte, you would hope would result in a victory, right? And not only does it not result in a victory, it results by midway through the third quarter, the entirety of the lead is gone. And it's the same thing again. Now, I know that there are people that will say, oh, uh, stop it. We're early on in the season. We're 7-6. and six. Have, you, have you looked at the Eastern Conference, people? Have, have you looked at the Eastern Conference? Have you teams that you thought were La- Washington, 8-3, and three. Brooklyn, is better than you, 9-4. and four. Chicago, I know you beat them, but I think you could say they're better, 8-4. and four. Cleveland, nobody thought that, 8-5. and five. Philly, 8-5. and five. Miami, I think you'd say is better, 7-5. and five. I know it's early, I get it. But all of a sudden, you look at this East, and there are two teams that I say, yeah, that's not a good team. Detroit and Orlando. Atlanta, and this scares me, is four and nine. There's no way Atlanta is going to finish the season with 35 wins. Indiana is five and eight. That's a good team. Milwaukee is six and seven. Want to bet money they wind up with a better record than the Knicks? My point is this. I know I'm going to hear the, well, it's only 13 games. And it, you're right. It's only 13 games. But you're running into bad patterns now. And I don't like it. I don't. I don't like running at the 16-point leads. And then it's nine at the end of the second. And then my thought is, and, and and this had to be your thought as well. Okay, they've come out in the third quarter and have not played very well. So let's remedy that tonight. Third quarter, out of the tunnel, keep the lead, expand the lead. No, not what happens at all. What happens is by the snap of the finger, I I think I don't know if I dreamt this or this is actually the case. I think it's the case because they were outscored thirty four twenty one in the quarter. 
I think they were outscored 22 to 5 to start the third quarter. 22 to 5. Now, a couple things. This Charlotte team is fine. They're not a special team. And this now, this now happens. This now happens consistently, where the Knicks run out to a pretty good start. Third quarter goes kablooey, and all of a sudden, you're in trouble. And it happened again last night. You were outscored by 17. 17 in the second half. You know how many points the Knicks scored in the second half? 41. Hey, that's not easy to do, to score 41 points in a half of basketball with the way the rules are in the NBA right now. So I, I know, I know that there are going to be people that say, ah, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Julius Randle, 10 points, 8 rebounds. Evan Fournier, 5 points. R.J. Barrett. I thought we turned the corner here. R.J. Barrett, 2 points on 1 of 9. And that's on the heels of what was a bad game the other night for R.J. Barrett. So I don't know how you could look at the Knicks. And, you know, there was this this belief when the season started that Vegas put their over under at what at 42 and a half just do they know who we are we're we're the Knicks how dare you put the over under at 42 and a half well you know what right now if I said 42 and a half over under you'd say mm, I don't know when you look at how deep and how good this Eastern Conference is now remember that's what you've beaten Philly twice because Philly is I mean one, one time they just look kind of outman. The second time, they had nobody to play. So you've had good fortune, right? That's with you beating Milwaukee when they had nobody but Giannis. And then you get them a second time, and they're like, hang on a second. Hang on. This is what we're going to be. So, I, I, listen, let's be honest now. When you look at the Knicks' second unit, you look at that, and you're like, boy, it, it's more energy. It's more aggression. They play harder. I feel more confident in the second unit than I do in the first unit right now. I, I'm sorry. I, I need more from R.J. Barrett. No, uh, no more coddling. No more babying him. This is year three. And I can hear people saying, well, look at Zion Williamson. He doesn't even play. I'm not worried about Zion Williamson. Look at John Morant. He does. And John Morant is, is way superior a player than R.J. Barrett is. You're, you're R.J. Barrett for God's sakes. One of nine for two points in 25 minutes and four rebounds does not cut it. Minus 17 against Charlotte does not cut it. And if that's an isolated game, whatever. But it's not. There are games that he's really good and there are games that he's really bad. And it's time for him to be consistently a better player. That's a bad loss last night. To jump out to a 16-point lead against a team that's, that's fine. That has some talented players, but they're fine. There's little home court advantage. They have a good point guard. Hayward's a nice player. Rogier, they're fine, right? And Kemba Walker took it upon his shoulders and said, listen, th th this is where I used to play. This is where I was a star. You're going to see the, the best of me. And you got the best of him. And that's it. He played well. Ah, you could almost stop there. right? I guess Alec Burks was pretty good. And then, th and then that's about it. But you can't show up after not playing the night before and lay an egg on the road in Charlotte. And that's what you got from the Knicks last night. And that, to me, is unacceptable. So we're all excited. And 42 and a half. And how dare they? How, who, who does Vegas think they are?
to saddle us with a number of 42 and a half for our over-under on the season. Well, you know what? You're seven and six. That's what you are right now. And and if I if I offered you 42 and a half right now, uh, do you guarantee me? Can you look me dead square in the eye and say, you know what, Rothenberg? I, I love the over in that. The the answer is you can't. The answer is you can't. And and now I have Indiana coming to town on Monday, which is not an easy game. And then it gets easier for two and two games I better win. No excuses here. If if I don't beat Orlando and Houston at home, I have major problems. Because then it gets hard. At Chicago, home to the Lakers, and that'll be without LeBron, I believe. Home to the Suns, at the Hawks, at Brooklyn. And that'll round out your November. But you know what? The East is really daunting. You cannot go to Charlotte, lead by 16 at the end of one, and midway through the third, be trailing. Does not work. 1-800-919-3776. So, listen, I know what you're doing. You're out. You're, you're either taking the kids to gymnastics or indoor soccer, or maybe even outdoor soccer or lacrosse or, or basketball, whatever, right? That's what you're doing this morning. And you're probably in the car like, how did he know? I know what Saturdays are like. Or your wife has said to you, listen, sweetie, go to the hardware store and pick up this and that and the other. Or, honey, do me a favor and go grab these things from the grocery store. But you know what? You're in luck because I am here with you this morning. So Nick's, of course, heavily on the table. Heavily on the table. 1-800-919-3776. All right, so that's our jumping off point. We're going to get well into the Jets. Because I think the Jets, and not that they're playing with fire, because that would be a silly thing to say, but I I mean, you, you can never root for your team to lose. And you don't want to watch Mike White go out there and play poorly. But I, until proven otherwise, Mike White's going to be your starting quarterback. And here's the thing. You can't have that. I can't have Zach Wilson not get the reins back to this ship and at least by the end of the year, give me signs of, okay, you know what? I I see what he's going to be able to be. Cause, and I go back to this often with Eli Manning. Eli was awful, awful year one, horrible. But by the end of the season, it was getting better. And the last game of the season, he played well. So that at the end of 2004, if you were a Giants fan, you said, you know what? I'm pretty confident. We have the guy. And 2005 started, and you knew it. So I don't need eight games of great Zach Wilson. I need a couple games where I say, you know what? He's better, and I need maybe one or two games down the stretch where I'm like, you know what? There it is. Not even wins. Not even wins. Just that moment of aha, right? That aha moment with Zach Wilson, which, let's be fair, we've seen more with Mike White and Josh Johnson than we have with Zach Wilson so far this year. So that's going to be on the table. Well, Giants are off this week, so thank God you can sit back and relax and not stress about that. But uh, that's nice. Week 10 around the NFL. We'll go around the NFL. Uh, R.J. Bell, of course, at 11 o'clock. 10.30 this morning. You know. I, like You hear 10.30 on a Saturday, and your immediate thought is what? I- immediately, you're like, oh, yeah, of course. 
Stump Rothenberg. It, it's the segment that you love, and of course, we have it every single Saturday at 10.30. So we'll go there. We bring in Ty, see what's on his mind in a couple minutes. Um, maybe a little hot stove conversation. The Mets are just laughable. The Yankees, for me, is the guy. Seager feels like the guy they're going to wind up with. Correa is the guy. So maybe a little Yankees-Mets conversation as well. We have a lot to do, and you never know. And this is the beauty of the show. You never know where we're going to go. We could go completely off the rails, or we could stay right on the tracks and give you good old sports talk. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I watched a, a, a good amount of the soccer last night because it wasn't a, a tremendous sports night. So you had the Knicks, and that fell apart, and that was over by, I mean, the Knicks started at 7, so they were done by 9.20. And then we watched a little college basketball. Duke played Army. They won. Carolina played Brown. That was actually a competitive game. And I turned on the soccer. A couple things on the soccer. A, I'm not a huge soccer guy. I find it to be, and I'll be honest with you, I find it to be a little boring and bland. The U.S.-Mexico game last night was really exciting. These two teams clearly don't like each other. It felt to me, and again, I'm a novice, like a pretty high level of soccer. And you had the star of American soccer coming through with a gorgeous goal. Pulisic with a gorgeous, gorgeous header. Um, I don't know. I'd say about two-thirds the, the way through the second half. Made it one nothing. They tack on another. 2 nothing. So I got a tweet on it. But I, my intent, and I swear to you, was to bring it up. And how about this? In CONCACAF standings now, U.S., I believe, tied with Mexico, uh, very good chance to get themselves back into the World Cup next year. So, I mean, you say we are all-encompassing. We are all-encompassing here. And if you are that person who says he never talks soccer, and why not? And I need a little. There's a little. And if you want to call on the U.S. win... Over Mexico, I'm I'm not gonna say no. Like that I'm kind not, of party. I'm not gonna say no. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Uh, and this is what we always do at this time on the Saturday. We welcome in a man I consider to be a dear friend, a confidant, and a burgeoning star in the industry, and that is the great, the wonderfully talented Ty D. Butler. Good wow. morning, Ty. Good morning, David. What a nice guy you are. And you know what I love uh, about the load managing we do sometimes? Because last Saturday, both you and I were, were both off. Right. I had some personal issues to tend to. By the way, you know what I don't like about people on Twitter? What's that? Is that is is I had some personal issues to tend to, right? Okay. And I, you said you wouldn't be off. You're just a liar. What's the <laughs> matter with you? Like, re- you're that indecent that you can't even hope everything's okay? Yeah, so I think that you can choose to look at it that way. You can also look at it from the other standpoint. You're so good at what you do. Uh, it's it's such a part of your Saturday regimen to, uh-huh. to tune into this show. You get the beautiful open, and 9.15 is probably the best segment of the show, and then you get R.J. Bell and Stump Rothman. So there's a lot going on here. I think people just miss you. 
And people probably plan their Saturday around the yeah. show. And they just and sometimes you don't know how to express like when you're feeling a certain. I way. think it, like a child, yeah. like right. My kids get upset and they can't say, let's sit down and be like, Dad, listen, I'm upset because yes, of this. They exactly. might just have a tantrum. It's hard to articulate. There you go. I have a four month old. He's hungry. He can only cry. He doesn't know how to. He's not going to say, Hey, Dad, listen, <laughs> uh, I'm dirty. Yes. Give me a bath. Exactly. It's a, you know what? You're a wordsmith. I appreciate what you've done. So I think that's what happens. But I do appreciate last Saturday. Um, it was the Knicks. What did the Knicks do last uh, last Friday night? The Knicks were coming off a really good win, and uh, we get a tweet on Saturday afternoon. Would love to have heard from you and Dave following that that wonderful victory for the Knicks last night. Very disappointed this listener was. So, but we're back here. But we're, I. But that's that's like normal. Yeah. Like they were disappointed. Not you're you're a fraud. You said you wouldn't be taking Saturdays <laughs> off. I mean, come on. Right now, I don't know how far down the rabbit hole we go. Do we expose you for what you did last no, night? No, no, we can't do that. Okay, that's a little inside radio that we can't get into because that would and that really could also, that could also compromise some some future relationships and partnerships. Okay, all right, you know, you know what? what? I mean. Because I'm the guy I am, I checked. I went to see your comfort level. You said no, 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 do not go there. <laughs> and we speaking we will of last not go night there. though, um, so you and your beautiful open. You said, like, you know they're going to be the Knicks fans who, you know, don't panic. It's early. Kind of sounds like you a few weeks ago when I when I sounded the alarm on some of the Knicks concerns about the blowing leads. And, yeah, you're winning the games against well, the Bulls. Well, there's a difference. And the no, Celtics. but he, you're, you're, you're missing the big difference. The big difference is you sounded the alarm when they were winning games. I, I will almost never sound the alarm with wins. If the Knicks won that game last night by blowing a 16-point lead, third quarter it completely falls apart yet again and they lose this game then you freak out but if they would win this game then um, almost all of the concerns get painted over and and you're pleased that they won the game i hear that but the foundation is that there's a pattern being developed and ultimately uh, we're going to see these things even out right like the games that you blow you'll win some of them you'll lose some of them but the pattern is what you're concerned and the defense being a mess you started five and one. Now you're you're, you're seven and six. Um, so there are some question marks, man. And like you're paying Julius Randle 117 million dollars to be on the bench in the biggest moments of the game. R.J. Barrett's the number three overall pick. Is is year three? He's, he's on the bench. He's really he he drives me crazy. He's on the bench. You know why he drives me crazy? Because I think it's there. Like I watch him play. Absolutely. And I think he's he's got it right. He he whatever it is that you need to be a really good player in this league, and I see it. And there are games when you watch R.J. Barrett, it's like, there and there it is. And this is why he was the third pick. And this is why he was, the you know, coming out of high school, it was him and Zion as like the one-two players. And they both went to Duke. And this is exactly why. And I'm sorry. I can't have games where R.J. Barrett is awful. Yeah. All, I mean, all last night he was unplayable. I cannot have that. It happens too often with him. The, uh, and, and I will say this, and I'm sincere. This team is too talented. To take the court and do what they did last night. Yeah. They a, are. It's a mess. And you know what? There's an unfair criticism going out there for, for Tom Thibodeau. And it's that, you know, why would you put the starters back in? And my, my, my retort to that would be, listen, there's a reason why guys are on the bench. 
Like, they're on the bench because they can only match that level of production for a short period of time. Like, when I've got Randall making $117 million, when I've got R.J. Barrett, who, like you said, has shown flashes as the number three overall pick, I, I, I shouldn't have Nick fans clamoring for more Obi Toppin and Todd Gibson minutes. Like, I know well, they've been really say. good, but these guys are on the bench for a reason. Like, this right. knows they can't give you 35 to 40 minutes and have that same production because they're going to tire out and fatigue, and we saw that against the Bucks. but the, and that's right but what I did not envision happening is that I would get bad play from almost all the starters and then have to just across the board go to the bench it's, right like I figured there'll be a game where RJ Barrett's not good and you know what maybe Obi Toppin gets more run or there's a game where Kemba Walker is is not good and that was not last night but Kemba Walker is not good and now all of a sudden the starters incorporate Derrick Rose or Right, like like Alec Burks now plays because he's playing brilliant basketball and whatever. Like one or two bench guys sprinkled in when either a starter's not great or the the, the bench guy hasn't. Not that I would get all the starters to play poorly <laughs> at the same time, and that I'd have to go. All right, you know what, uh, RJ, Julius, Mitchell, <laughs> you know, every everyone to the bench. Everyone, to the, it's like it's fourth grade basketball. Starters, come on out, you guys, go on in. Yeah, it's like Greg Popovich would do that sometimes. You call a timeout like 30 seconds to the game and, and just bench everyone. I, I came across this stat last night. The Knicks literally have the worst starting lineup in all of basketball. They're being statistically, outsc- right? Yeah, statistically. They're minus 78. It's, it's quite literally of all the five-man combos in, in basketball, it's the worst one. And that can't happen. No. That's not a Thibs problem. Maybe you. you well, it's with a Thibs road. problem. It's well, not. It's not. It's not a Thibs. You know, it's not a problem that, because of yes, him. Yes, that's what. That's but it's a problem for him. Kemba Walker. I mean, he looks terrible. Fournier's. He, he's had a couple of really good games. It's just not working, man. It's not working, and it's early. You don't want to panic. But like you mentioned, the, the Eastern Conference is so loaded. It, it, re- a lot I mean, I can't believe how good. You know what worries me. The Eastern Conference is so good that Atlanta and Milwaukee is behind the Knicks. Yeah. Because you, you have to figure at the end of the season, those teams are going to fix whatever ails them, and they'll, they'll be fine. Trae Young's I didn't dealing... expect Washington to be 8-3 11 games in. Well, I mean, when you trade Russell Westbrook and then Lakers gave him, you know, Kuzma and, and Montrez Harrell and uh, they signed Dinwiddie, it, those guys have worked out. The two they teams, really have. The two Beale teams is, that Beale's you can cross star. off. The Magic and the Pistons are going nowhere. Everyone else is a live dog in the Eastern Conference. And let me ask you a question. The Knicks, what did they do against the Magic at home? Oh, they got smoked. Right? I mean, come on. Give me a break. The East is so good that when you go up against these teams that stink and Orlando stinks, you better beat them. And they didn't. At the Garden, that's another thing. What are they? The Knicks at the Garden are not two very good. Two and four at home this yeah, year. Yeah, it's got, it's got to change. So we're excited. And you know what? At least it's not... The Knicks are horrendous, and who, who's come? It's not the Giants, where it's like, no, it's let's not. get Mel Kuyper on to break down the draft, <laughs> right? It's not the Jets, where it's like, well, we're, we, have, we have Seattle's pick, and we have our pick, and there's going to be two picks in the top nine. At least it's not that. Oh, my I, God. I got Jet fans sending me, what do they call it, um, the, the tank the tankathon order. It's yeah. Every Monday I get that text. Here's where the Jets are trying. Mean, guys, it's week 10. Right. <laughs> but it, at least it's not that. At least it's I'm upset because the Knicks are 7-6 and six and yeah. I think they should be better. At least they are relevant. But they should be better. And I think that frustrates the Knicks fan. All right. 1-800-919-3776. We've heard a, a lot from Ty. And now we're going to hear 
from you. Want to hear from the Knicks fan, the soccer. How, did you watch the soccer at all last night? I did not. Oh, come on. A lot of NBA. I, mean, I was watching four NBA games. No, you know what night. upsets me about you? You know this show, and you know that we are going to cover yes. everything, and you never know where you're going to go. Yeah. So on Monday to Thursday, Sunday to Thursday, you know what? You can do what you do. On Friday nights, I expect you to be the best version of yourself. You're right, because we've spent so much time on this show breaking down you know, you know, know, penalty kicks. I've got to be better going forward. You're right. No, I, I, don't, I don't think you need to mock it. I think you need to— to take it and hug it and hold it close to you. I'll, is what you I, need to I'll do. be more appreciative of, of the sport of, of, of soccer. Thank we'll you. break it down tooth and nail. Going this forward. is very nice. Gary, the undefeated of the East. Let's face it, you give our early Saturdays the best entertainment. Thank you for all you do for us, man. So I understand you felt the way last week. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Now you your your feelings were hurt, Ty. What happened to you this week? Yeah, so I I don't understand how you as a Giant fan can sit up there and feel good about trolling, you know, Ray Santiago, who is sitting at the top of his division, uh, one of the best teams in football. Yeah, they lost the game, but you send out how about them Cowboys a oh, gift yeah. to him on November seventh? Oh, so good. Anytime a Cowboys beat reporter tweets out some information that we can deem as negative. Uh, you'll CC Ray Santiago. I want to make sure he's seeing what's going on. Of course, because he's of, a big uh, Cowboys fan, and my first thought is, "Oh God, I hope I, I hope Ray sees it, <laughs> and I'd prefer he sees it from me than some random <laughs> some that he sees random. it from." Yeah, like Todd Archer. You prefer right? I don't want it to see it from like a Todd Archer <laughs> or, or or someone like that. I want it to come from someone that he has a close personal relationship with, and that's why I CC him so he can see it. So I'm watching all of this unfold on Twitter, and yeah. I think to myself, you know, Dave's my guy, but Ray's also my guy too. So I, I, I went ahead and I said, here, in case you need some fodder for Rothenberg. Really? He, here's a tweet. Really? So you, all right, I see what's happening. So you're choosing sides. No, I, I just don't like what's, what's happening on, on so my So the Hatfields line. and McCoys are going at it, yeah. and you're taking his side. I don't, okay, that's fine. I don't appreciate the Giant fan who hasn't won a playoff game in a decade trolling the Cowboys who are at the top of their division. Uh, so I sent him this tweet. Jordan Renan, who does a great job, of course. We love him. Uh, put out. I uh, saw your tweet. I don't need to hear about seventh. it again. The Giants are three and six. It's their <laughs> it's their best record through nine games since 2016. So I say, hey, Ray, in case you need some material for Dave tomorrow when he tries to troll you about your Cowboys losing, uh, here's the tweet. And he's like, I already got it locked and loaded. Yeah. Do, do you understand why I do this? He, he like, you, you know of El Diablo, yes? I do. He's as close to the devil as there is in a walking, breathing human being. Not the Ray he, that I know. No, oh, he always takes these shots. Oh, oh, Eli Manning wasn't really very good and got lucky. Like, he never lets it go. He's a bad guy. So, in return, I stoop to his level and I become a bad guy. I don't want you to be a bad guy. It's well, not you good know for what? It's too late for that. So, when I see something happen negatively with the Cowboys— I'm going to make sure that he sees it soon after I see and it. And Lord have mercy, Todd Archer is telling us that a, a, a Cowboy player is going to miss multiple weeks with a calf strain. Right. And, and you're CCing Ray Santiago. I want to make sure he knows it's happened. Yeah, okay. That's it. I'm sure. I didn't, I, it's not like I took in a hammer to his calf. <laughs> that would be not right. Yeah, but I'm sure Ray is fully aware of everything transpiring with his favorite. Well, you know what? Team. If he's not, now he is. And that's okay. what I'm here for. And there you go. Let's go to um, 
Let's go to Ryan in Manhattan. Ryan, good morning. You're next up on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Dave. How are you? Uh, I'm good, Ryan. Um, How you doing, bud? So two things. I wanted to talk about the Knicks, but did you realize that Dave Gettleman gave Kenny Galladay a four-year deal at, at what, $18 million? Yep. When no one else wanted that. And, like, that alone is malfeasance. But when you add that to all, you know, drafting Barkley and the hog mollies and essentially not providing any safety blanket for Daniel Jones. We can't even evaluate Daniel Jones. If there was ever a guy that deserved to be canned, and I don't like anybody seeing lose their job, it's him. Now, as it relates to the Knicks, Thibodeau must be dying because the Knicks have gone from a pl- like a plucky, you know, every, every minute you extract – every ounce of energy out of the team to just a typical sort of, you know, all offense, no defense. Fournier and Kemba, uh, the Kemba experiment should be over. They cannot be on the court at the same time. Boston got rid of him because of damaged goods. He, he's a wonderful human being, but he's not capable of playing solid NBA uh, uh, defense. No, nope, he can't. You're right. Well, I, I think next to the call around, I think the intent was this guy's going to be such an upgrade offensively that we'll take a step back a little bit defensively, believe other guys that can compensate. Not realizing Fournier, also a subpar defender, you couple that in with Kemba Walker, your backcourt now stinks. And Mitchell Robinson can only do so much. And R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle can only do so much. Ralph in Queens. Ralphie, you're next up on 98.7. Hey, how's it going? Um, What's up, Ralph? Actually... Uh, I feel like there's, there's, there's changes that can be made. I, I feel like Tibbs should take Fournier out of the starting lineup and insert Burks. Sim- simply because I feel like the second unit is so so much free and running gun, and I feel like it fits his ability so much better than watching Randall dribble, dribble, dribble like he caught Melo Anthony and De- you know Denver Nuggets. So I think that would be something to look at. I like it. I I actually like it, Ralph. I I would be – now, we had calls next to the call. We had calls early. Well, just start the entire second unit. You're not going to do that. But I kind of like the idea of, you know what, why can't Burke start, bring Fournier off the bench, and let's let's see how that works for a little while. Because what you're doing now is not great. And Ty just gave us the numbers of the of the starting five and how they they have the worst plus minus you know ratio in all the NBA for any five man unit. So it, it has to get better. It, it has to. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Ty, you'd be so impressed with me. What's that? I, I have Why like full command of downloading apps and 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 how to use them, and it's 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 really remarkable. You've improved. Because you you were struggling at some point. You should have seen me the other day. I I I, I got a new car. I got the app. Oh, wow. I can now start. I can now start it remotely. Okay. Okay. I I parked said car. I went out to meet a friend for lunch. We sat outside. Uh, I, and and I got this this park mobile app so I could put like money in the meter via my credit card. Oh, the park New York City. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not in the city. It was it was in Westchester, but similar thing like a park mobile, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I have the NY State Wallet app, so I can I can have quick proof that I I'm vaccinated. Okay, you're, um, you're coming along in the world. I mean, it's remarkable at what I'm able to do. A friend of mine 
ran in the marathon the other day. Boop, I download an app. All of a sudden, I can track how he's doing. So you're you're taking this adulting uh, phase really seriously. It's very serious. And you know what I even did yesterday? What's that? Went online and checked my bank account. <laughs> You've yep. never done that before. It's not something I do often. Well, it's a it's a lot of a uh, lot of numbers in that account. A lot well, of digits. I don't know about that. A lot of placeholders. I want to make sure we were not in the red. I mean, listen, you're you're hosting Morning Drive here in in New York City. So I would imagine you're doing pretty well for yourself. I'm not complaining. You're working uh, not five days, but six days. Six, six days. You got the Saturday morning show. That's right. So I, 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 I heavily sponsored, by the way. Yeah, heavily, heavily sponsored. sponsored show. A lot, lot of sponsors going on here. So look, you're doing pretty well. You're doing. I wasn't complaining well. about that. I'm just saying that, I, like, like Steve Jobs would be proud of me. <laughs> Steve Jobs. I mean, what are you now? 48, 47. 48. Yeah. To to get to this point. Where you're now able to check your your bank account online? No, no, I've been able, time? but I actually did it. Like an adult, I was like, oh, I wonder if that deposit went. Oh, look at that, it did. Maybe uh, about thirty years too late. But no, no, no. Sure. I've been able to do that, but I, but I'm saying that I did it. Like I am taking steps to really be the adult I always thought I could be. Now is this like fifties right around the corner? So you want to make sure you're like primed and ready to go? No, not at all. So what's that like? What's the motivation? You're just embarrassed about the, the uh, no, way you're I'm just, your life? No, I'm just, you know what? I, I, I want to prove to myself that I can do things. Instead of saying, you know, Cher, I don't know, I don't know what to do here. I don't know how to do this. Can you take care of this? I want to be the kind of guy that can accomplish things on his own. Now I realize that um, uh, washing clothes, doing laundry is also no, no, a no. Don't get crazy. Are you out of your mind? That was a challenge before, maybe in 2022. Washing clothes. I mean, but you know. know what I did do at some point recently? I was able to open the dryer, take the clothes out, and fold them. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Thank wow. you. We're making some Thank you very, very much. You were able to open the dryer. Well, that was, it's not as easy as it sounds. Clothing, the dryer. And like put a pant leg over the next pant leg and fold it. Good the Lord, you're good. Yeah. The dryer locks. Story. It's like it's like the Fort Knox of dryers. So one time I, I, I was doing a show on a Saturday, and Ben had a baseball uniform I had to get out. I ran all the way up two levels. I tried to open the dryer. It wouldn't open. I was like, well, what the hell's going on here? Couldn't open the dryer. Ran back down Texas chair. I was like, the dryer's broken. It won't open. She's like, no, it's still it's running, broke. you idiot. How is it broken? Because it wouldn't open. Trying. She says it, 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 it won't open because it's still – it's like in, in like the last stage of the cycle. You have to wait for it to be done. But I was like, all right, well, why would it lock? Why wouldn't it give me access to open it regardless? Because it, it would mess with it mechanically. It Things can go wrong. But she said because you don't want children to be able to open it up and then just walk in and, and like hide in there. Yeah, it's a safety hazard. I was like, you know, that's a valid point. You thought it was broken. I would be so annoyed with you if I were her. She's constantly like you're annoyed crying with me. wolf over things that just, I mean, you're not just crying making wolf. Things, I did not know. You're making things up. The dryer is broken. Well, it was. That's At that moment, the dryer was not functioning the way I needed <laughs> it, it to function. It was actually functioning correctly. That's a serious accusation. There's a lot of money. <laughs> oh, yes. GE is going to sue me. <laughs> There's a lot of money that's invested into like washers and dryers. You tell your wife it's broken. Well, but she knows. She didn't think the dryer was broken. It's she like knew I was broken. She's raising three kids. She says that all the time. You're now giving. But I keep a... I keep it young. I keep it light. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, Ryan in Jersey. Ryan, good morning. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning, Dave. How you doing? I'm doing great, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, I say this tongue in cheek. I'm a huge fan of you. Okay. But if you need insults to Giant fans. I got them all. You don't got to steal them from me. You can you can have them. Just ask. What did I steal from you? I said, 
I said on air last year, Rick DiPietro didn't have kids the last time the Giants were good. And then you use it, you get a compliment, and you don't quote me. I don't, I don't remember that. Ryan, you're, I know you find this hard to believe, but you're more, it's more than just you that I take callers on the air. I get a lot of calls, and I don't remember what everyone says, and I didn't, I didn't remember that. So if you want credit, That's let me give you credit. That's your line. It's your baby. Congratulations for that. I got, a, I got another one for you. Do you want it? I, don't, I might steal it and not realize that it's yours, but go ahead. All right, I'm going to say it. I'll hang up and listen. Okay. Cowboys by a million. Well, I, I don't, I'm not going to take that because I hope that doesn't happen. And thank, thank you for the phone call. That was not a great call. He should be better. Right, you agree? That was not a, that was not a great he call. Just wants, he just wants his credit. I don't remember him saying that. Come on, you, whose side would you take there? I don't know. He sounded pretty confident. I I'm t- not saying he didn't say it, but you, you think that I remember back years ago to him saying that? Well, I, I don't know if you remember, but if someone plants a joke in, uh, into your head, they come on your show and say something, they, they just want credit for it. Especially, Had I remembered that he said it, I would have given him credit for it. So I think what happened was he heard you on the K show yesterday, used that joke, you regurgitated it today, received a compliment for it. So now that's twice that it's ringing off and he's not getting credit It's a nice joke. I think it's funny. I think it's clever. I think it's well thought out, well, well received. I like it. I'll, I might use it again. <laughs> but just make sure you give him credit. We don't want to have him call again. I, I will not. I'll wait for him to call back and, and accost me on the air. Lou in Manalapan. Lou, you're next up on 98.7. Hey, Dave. Hope all is well. Hello, Lou. Lou, are um, you the big baby that was so upset with me the other day? No. Oh, was you? I'm never upset with you, Dave. All right, there no, was, there was someone, there was someone that was on hold for a long time. We never got them on the show, and they started sending me nasty tweets about, oh, you're an awful guy, and you left me on hold. You never no, got to I've the call. No, I've done that once. I, I did that once with you, Dave, but it was only because you had Spike in New Jersey and, and Omar, and it was like I was on hold for like an hour. Well, well was it you that did it the other day? On. No, 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 it okay. wasn't me. No, okay. I, I didn't call in the other day. I would have okay. – listen – the reason what listen, if I did call you the other day, and I would have called you the other day about what you and Rick and everyone was talking about with our New York Mets, our beloved New York Mets, that over a year ago, or just about a year ago, we got a new owner. And when we got a new owner, we thought all of a sudden, in such Mets fan fashion, we thought things were going to change. But how could you not? And things aren't changing. I mean, but things aren't changing here, Dave. And and it, I, I question if it's something about Flushing Meadows, New York. I, I I question if it's the blue and orange. I question if it's the uniforms. What what do they have to change to change this identity? We have Sandy Alderson here. Everyone's asking, is it Steve Cohen or Sandy Alderson? Sandy Alderson gives one job away to his kid. We have an assistant GM. We don't have a GM. We don't have a president of baseball ops. We don't have a manager. And the guy, Sandy Alderson, says he's going to be in front of the media. He goes, and it, it, it's like he's a hypocrite because it seems like he's pulling all the strings. All of a sudden, you know, you know what upsets me? Stop. You know what upsets me, Lou, is that I liked Sandy. And the one thing I thought is, well, he, he, he brings stability and it's non non-confrontational and you're not going to have issues and and like he really he adds a a level of adult into the team and he puts his Mm -hmm. kid in a a position of power and now he comes out with these statements of well 
I mean, a lot of people don't want to come to New York. Give me a break. It is the worst excuse I've ever heard. You have an owner, and thanks for the call, Lou, who has more money than any owner in all of the sport, maybe in every sport in this country, and you can't even get interviews. You can't even get people that are interested in sitting down and talking about the job. That will never make sense to me. You could sit there, uh, make up a number, right? The average GM, and I don't know what it is, makes $2 million a year, right? This guy could come in and say, I will give you $5 million over five years. Average one makes $3 million, fine. I will give you $7 million over six years. I will give you $40 million over the next six years to be our GM. Like, like blow these numbers out of the water. Where even if you don't want to, like the uh, Phil Jackson, like, you know, I don't really want the job. I'll pay you this much every year, and, and you'll have no choice. Oh, all right, I'll, I'll take that. Like, you can do that, and you still can't get someone to sit down and talk to you about the job. And then I have Yankees fans like, well, I mean, we just can't figure this thing out, and we haven't won a World Series. Please, please, for the love of God. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. We return. Stump Rothenberg, 9870 ESPN, brought to you by Slomans and NYSSPCA, the New York Structural Steel Painting Contractors Association. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Dwayne in Jersey. Dwayne, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, okay, Dave. This is a geography question. All right. There's there's only one place in all of North America that has its own time zone. Can you name it? It's own. So when you say one place, like one city, one one it's it's an island. Yeah, I think it's is it New Finland. Right? It's, it's, a, it's, a head... exactly, it's it pronounced exactly Newfoundland? Newfoundland but All right. Newfoundland. Now, that's I believe correct. that's where all the planes went to on 9 11, right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And there have, and I think it's 30 minutes ahead of where we are. You like that, Ty? Was that well done by you? I like that, Paul. Mm-hmm. It's a good okay. question, right? Um, what'd you say? That's a good question. That was a very good question. Oh, there we go. Um, let's doing. go to Jake. And then we'll go to round two. Jake, you're on. What's up, Dave? All right, my question deals with Cy Young winners because they will be revealing the winners on November 23rd, and the Yankees might have one with Garrett Cole. So my question for you is, there's only been one Yankee to win the Cy Young in the last 42 seasons. Who is that Cy Young winner? Last 42 seasons. Um, Was it? It was Clemens. It is indeed Clemens. Roger Clemens. (laughs) So I know there's some Yankee fans, you know, in their car who, you know, have to kind of struggle to think about what the answer is. Of course, with you, you get it right away. So that's right. And prior to that, I think you had different back to back winners in 77, 78 that were both Yankees. And that is correct. So that is the last 42 years. We've been in a little bit of a drought. I don't know if Cole's going to get it this year. He's not going to get it, nor does he deserve it. So let me ask one quick question. If Cole doesn't win a Cy Young throughout his tenure with the Yankees, is that contract just, you know, a big or is it more important to win a championship? Championship. Okay. If, If he doesn't win a championship, multiple championships during this contract, it has been an awful deal. 
for the Yankees. All right, let's move along here. Um, the stump portion now moves to where did they go to college? We have one person that has the chance at the Daily Double, correct, Ty? That is correct. And that's John in Queens. John, have at it. Okay, hopefully this one's not too obscure. Um, NBA player from 1986 to 1995, John Williams. John Williams. Now, there's a few John Williamses, so I want to make sure we're, we're thinking about the same one. Williamses. Williams. He was drafted uh, by the Bullets, if that helps. Uh, then I think it's LSU. And you are correct. Yeah. That, that's a tough one. Yeah, well, this is what we do. Yeah. All right. Um, so now we've, I mean, completely dominated the field. Let's go to Jalen Hopog. Jill, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Muggsy Bogues. Uh, he went to Wake Forest. I was not expecting that from Jill. <laughs> Who are you to that judge? That was a deeper voice than I was expecting. Who are you to judge? <laughs> Seven and two. Like that um, kind of party? <laughs> um, it just it threw me. Muggsy Bogues. Yeah. Uh, Muggsy Bogues. You know how tall Muggsy Bogues was, by the way? I don't remember the uh, the precise measurement. What would you take a guess? Muggsy Bogues was like, what was he? Wasn't he like five? Muggsy Bogues was like, was uh-huh. he like five two? He was five three. One Great. of your one of your favorite uh, nuggets about Bugsy Bo- Muggsy Bugsy Bugs Muggsy Bugs <laughs> is his uh, first name. Tyrone. Yeah, that's like one. Very of your good favorite. with the first names. Th- yep. That's like one of your favorite. Oh, I love it, yeah. Anthony Spud Webb. Yeah, very good at that. All right, Rob in Connecticut, and then we'll close off with the big uh, the the big Go ahead, Rob. Yes, um, I have a father son duel: West okay. Matthews Senior, West Matthews Junior. So it's not the same school, right? It is the same school. All right, then it's Marquette. Okay, that's Junior. How about Senior? West Matthew Senior. Yes, I think he went to to Wisconsin. You are correct. Oh, there you go. I thought you said it was the same school. Well, you know, you got to you got to know. You only get credit. You don't know. You only get credit for one though. Because Why? You, you can't have a guy asking multiple players. Mm. All right. Uh, and now you fit. What? Where are we at now? Uh, we're at eight and two. Uh huh. Pretty nice, huh? Uh, all right. Isaiah Thomas, not the original Isaiah Thomas. Washington. That's correct. Uh, he's been lighting it up in Washington. Um, Kyle Kuzma. Utah. Correct. This guy's having a pretty good season. DeMar DeRozan. USC. Wow. Look at you. A lot of trouble going on over there in Phoenix, but he's the current GM. His name is James Jones. It's a tough one. This is a tough one. Did he go to Miami? Is it? I, I don't know if it's the same James Jones. What do you and mean? That's what you don't confuses know the same me. James Jones. Well, because James Jones is a common name, and there's been a bunch of them. Yeah, the James Jones that that. Uh, I'm gonna say what's the LeBron. University of Miami, but I could be thinking of a different James Jones. Is that your final answer? Yes. That's correct. Good lord, you're good. James Jones, Miami. Uh, all right. Do we get the uh, applause? Lastly, a guy the Knicks could have drafted, Tyler Hero. 
Kentucky. Ooh, look at you, Dan. Bing bong! 5-0. and oh. That brings you to 13-2. Good job. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty. It's time for a frenzy. <laughs> a football frenzy. You could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. A football frenzy. Any team, any player, any question. All right, so the football frenzy is here. RJ Bell, of course, is with us. Quick ins and outs as far as your question is concerned. RJ, some, uh, I guess, somewhat breaking news that we need to bring to the attention of people. Aaron Rodgers cleared will play tomorrow against the Seahawks. Yeah, I, I figured there was a small chance, but the line, the line's interesting, Dave. So uh, if I said Green Bay, Seattle, Aaron Rodgers playing, maybe a little limited because he's off the COVID, Russell Wilson playing, maybe a little limited with the finger. What, how much better is Green Bay than Seattle to you? I think they're better. I don't think they're huge, hugely better, but I think, I think they're definitely better. Yeah. See, I actually like Green Bay here a good bit. The line's only three, and home fields in Green Bay is almost three. Right. And the idea these are even teams just doesn't make sense to me. By the way, Dave, I know we got to run, but you said something that really struck me. Are you a Springsteen fan? I love Bruce, yeah. Yeah, so there's a great song, Racing in the Street, and he has a, you know, and it's, there's a gambling element to it, and there's a, an element, you said, uh, set him up and we'll knock him down. Yep. Kind of aligned to that song, and uh, it's really a great song. So that's going to be my recommendation, by the way. Oh, I Unless like you do it. it right. I like yeah, you doing that. Uh, by the way, Packers you, are minus three, minus 20. So I guess it could move to three and a half, right? We're trending in that direction. Yeah, 20 is right in between, actually. So because uh, three is worth about 20 cents. So since you're laying 10 extra cents over the minus 110, it's about halfway there. So recommendation, best bet of the week, Bruce Springsteen. Racing in the streets. Nice. All right, you ready to go with the frenzy, which I know is a segment you adore. Yes, yes. Let's go. Joe Piscataway. Joey, you're on the frenzy. Have at it. Oh, this is a terrible song. (laughs) What happened there? All right, this guy loves the frenzy. Loves you as well. Fran and Massapequa. Fran, make it quick, though. Have at it. Will Odell Beckham hurt or help the Rams and reduce the production of Cooper Cup. Well, I don't think reducing the production of Cooper Cup is a problem if he if the incremental increase by him is more. So I do think, and you know, as a big fan, I'll say it is gladly a very savvy question where there is a downside when you have a um, personality that big that gets that much media attention as OBJ. There could be a downside. I think the Rams, this sense of all-in, I'm not sure that it helps them in the playoffs. There's not, nothing worse than feeling like you can't make a mistake in a big game. And to me, if the Rams feel extra pressure because of this in the playoffs, that's a negative. Last thing I'll say quickly, the third receiver can be very meaningful because when you go with three, four wide receivers, who's going to guard that guy? So if OBJ's got single coverage, that's very meaningful. I think net-net, good signing for the Rams, but there is a downside. He's such a difficult guy to root for, though, at least for me, having played with the Giants. And I, I imagine that the what Cleveland part, fans, I mean, what, what do you dislike about him? What do I dislike? He's a me guy. 
He he, said he, mm-hmm. he he wasn't happy in New York. He didn't like Eli. He got paid huge money, then sat there and complained about it on NFL Countdown. Then he goes to Cleveland. Now he's playing with Baker Mayfield. Now he's not getting the ball enough. Now he wants out of there. Uh, I I think he's a he's he's difficult. He's very difficult to root for, in my estimation. And do you think if you had a son that was in the NFL and and it was OBJ, do you feel like that net net that all the stuff except the touchy feely? except that, hey, he was a good teammate. Do you think that being self-centered, maybe even selfish, doesn't that help an athlete ultimately in no. his pocketbook? No. I, I, in his I don't, pocketbook, I don't, no. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Listen, uh, he's a great player, and he'd be great wherever he went. I, I think he makes it, and this is my opinion, very difficult to root for. Let's continue along. Eric in the car. You're on the Frenzy, Eric. Go ahead. With the addition of Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr., are the Rams now the prohibitive favorite to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, not even the first favorite to win. Far from prohibitive. Uh, so, favorite right now, Tampa Bay. And they're in the 5-1 to one range. And then next up, after a catastrophe last week, the Buffalo Bills are still the second favorite. Now, keep in mind, this doesn't mean the Bills are the second-best team. It means when you take into account the easier right. path Much they have easier. from the AFC. Much easier, right? Oh, for, oh I mean, listen, I, I could make the case that the five best teams in the NFL is in the NFC. Uh, absolutely you can. 100% you can. So you're, you're right. No one is saying Buffalo is the second best team. In fact, I would say they're not the second best team. But to make them the second favorites, it, it does make sense. Uh, let's bring in Rams one of our are, own. Rams are third. And, and they did get upgraded off the OBJ. Okay. Uh, Jake, uh, on the other side of the glass, as they would say. Go ahead. You have a question in the frenzy, don't you? Well, you stole my thunder a little bit. My question was actually going to be who is the best team in the AFC, but it sounds like both you guys like the Bills as that answer. Uh, um, you know what? Yes, but it, it, it wanes. Uh, I mean, they have – and, RJ, this is what worries me. They have no running game. None. None. I mean, Moss and Singletary are, are not good running backs. Their offensive line doesn't doesn't open up holes for the running game. Their their best the, the guy you have the most confidence in as far as it comes to running with them is Josh Allen. And it makes me nervous to think this team can win the whole thing when they have no semblance of a running attack. I've been betting the NFL for I mean since I was fourteen years old. I don't think I've ever seen a a conference that if the worst well, not the worst case, but let's say the pessimistic case is true of a team or teams that, that I'm not sure who's even much above average. I mean, you know, obviously some teams are above average, but I'm saying if the Bills really are a product of their strength of schedule where they've, you know, blown out some bad teams, and they they've also haven't, right, is who could you make the case that the Ravens are bad like we think? Browns with Baker aren't that good. Right. KC, you could make the case when we thought they were having trouble, they really weren't. But the last couple day weeks look, on offense terrible. have been really bad. They look terrible. And the Chargers aren't that good. The Raiders so, aren't I mean, very good. Tennessee might be the best team, but then you take away their second most important player, and now what do you got? And yeah. last week it feels like you got something, except the offense really didn't perform. It, it's a this bad is a conference. real unique situation. It is. It is really. It might be the worst conference you've ever seen. And not that they don't have a, teams that are above saying. average, but whoever represents from the uh, 
from the AFC will probably be an underwhelming representative. And, and let's go Real to Orlando quick. and Jersey. Orlando, finish us off here on the uh, on the frenzy. Well, this is unfortunate. <laughs> now we can. I can only blame Ty, right? Yeah, You'd agree that the producer didn't properly screen the uh, the callers. I did. No, I'm going to defend Ty. Thank I'm you, defend Ty. Appreciate you, brother. Because here's the thing. New York has the best radio, guys. Let's just accept that, and I love it. But in general, radio callers are not broadcasters. And you know what? If I was waiting to talk to someone online, you know, on the phone, and all of a sudden the mailman came, I'd probably set the phone down and walk over and check the no, mail out. Our callers so, are the best, and, and that was shocking, well, and it, I can only think that, that Ty somehow I'm screwed up. I'm with RJ, up, but um, here's what I'll do. Uh, somewhere uh, along the way. As the producer, just if you, if you want to ding me for that, I'll correct the mistake. I got a question for both of you guys. Okay, nice. It's week 10. Give me your top three MVP candidates. If you were to fill out a ballot right now, one, two, and three. Mm. I'm not a big MVP guy. Yeah, I, mean, I don't love it either. But I'll, I'll say I think I'll say Brady one. Say yeah. Kyler Murray two. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go off the board and surprise everybody. Jonathan Taylor three. Oh yeah, on on the uh, team below 500. That makes sense. <laughs> for, for for the for the minute, yes. <laughs> Oh, I see. Now you guys, well, you guys are in bed together now. Like, like he defends you, and all of a sudden, every joke he has is like, he's all, 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 all of a sudden, he's Dave Chappelle. Team yeah. Under oh. Oh, 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 what hey, an Dave, amazing. Dave. You're so witty, RJ. Uh, I wish we had you for a more. Team under 500 in a conference where you say it might be the worst you've ever seen. But sure. Great, great, uh, great selection. Hey, uh, Dave, let me, let, let me throw a joke I did on there and tell me what you think of this. Yeah, it it's, not, it's, not, it's not funny, but go ahead. No, history says it is. Um, <laughs> is there's a guy that's doing a podcast, and he was a former quarterback for Rice. And the guy that did the podcast with him said, I said, how good is he? He goes, oh, he might be the second best quarterback in the history of Rice. Right? I said, that's impossible. One, two, and three is already taken. Snap, crackle, pop. <laughs> Well, Everyone if, if was I, laughing. I, I actually time. wish I was with you so I could kind of put my arm around you and, and comfort you. <laughs> no, was... I'm telling you. Oh, people were oh, saying RJ. maybe you should. It was very funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it was. Um, on that note, I think we should give something away just to keep the audience. Uh, Darius Rucker <laughs> headed to the Beacon Theater, February 25th and 26th. Wow. Um, special guest Kaylee Hammock be the first caller right now. 888-987-ESPN to score a pair of tickets. Brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets on sale right now through Ticketmaster.com. I laughed. Come, you, you laughed out of pity. Is and that, and is, history, is history would remember that as being a funny joke. RJ, history says that it. was uh, yeah. what kind of joke? Funny. I, I was funny. Oh Jake my, my I, God! Jake and I in studio are I, dying laughing right now. Dying, la dying laughing. I'm, Jake, we looked I'm, at I'm, each I'm other. I'm telling you. Down. I'm telling you right now, Dave. The guy that I co-host with literally used to be a stand-up guy. He said that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. In the moment. I question ev everything I've said about you. I question at this very moment.